0: the Play Hard, Work Hard morning show. We have a fabulous guest on the line, and Lauren, are you with us here?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Now, Lauren, I have to apologize because I, I was not sure how to pronounce your last name, and during the last segment when I was introducing our guest for today, I said your last name, and then I said, oh, geez, I don't even know if I said that right. So uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, just Kara. Oh, I was right. You were. Oh, okay. That was yeah. easy enough. Okay. Well, I guess I freaked out for no reason. See, this is why it live just trying to be polite. See, we, we, we have a rule here that, you know, when it when it's live, nothing can ever go wrong. Everything was meant to was be all planned. the way it was and all everything. So what we're doing is we're just we're just highlighting your last name so no one will ever forget it. That's what we're doing. So, <laughs> okay. so you are the past president for the San Antonio Pipeliners. You're also with the women's energy network and on linkedin i've i see something about the austin montana project so we've got a few things to talk to you about uh you can certainly go what's behind door number one or take behind what's <laughs> the, underneath the box or you can just start with the uh, pipeliners <laughs> which oh, yeah. which would you like to choose to talk about today lauren how, how should we start this conversation <laughs>
2: Uh, well, um, we can start off with, um, with, I guess my, my career and then go into the, the nonprofit
1: area.
0: That sounds great. That's exactly what I had written down. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about your company and what it is you do and how, how you are contributing and assisting in the energy world out there.
2: So, I'm the vice president of the Austin Montana Project. Um, it's a fairly new company um, and something that not many people have, um, have even thought of utilizing. It's a service that we provide to our clients as an outsourced sales and marketing firm. So, um, our clients essentially are looking for help developing their sales strategy, um, finding new customers, improving their processes and just making new connections that could lead to work in the future as well. Um, That's on our sales side. And as far as marketing goes, um, just helping them to develop a defined marketing strategy, um, improving what they already are doing. Some of our clients need additional help with actually doing um, some of their marketing for them in in the graphic design area, maybe web development um, and social media presence, emailing things like that. So we have a very diverse clientele. We, um, we represent companies from across the industry um, and there's really no limitations on who we could represent aside from the fact that we, um, we have a very unique promise to each of our clients that they are at the forefront of our mind within their specific segment. So we do not represent clients from um, the same segment. So if we, for instance, had a pipeline construction uh, client, we would not represent other pipeline construction clients because that would be a conflict on our end on whether or not we were able to accurately and and effectively represent them to their potential customers.
0: I like the name Austin Montana Project. Is that? about the city and the state or are you guys joe montana and stone cold steve austin fans how, how, did, how did you get the name now you, oh, you know, like that, one, huh? that one okay i did
2: that's a very good one i haven't heard that one yet. um it's, it's actually a name that uh one of our our managing partners came up with a, a while back um and always wanted to use it when he and uh when he mark campbell and his partner Jenny Norwood started the Austin Montana project. Uh, it was already something that had been designed. But essentially what Mark has said was it's his two favorite places to <laughs> go, Austin during the summer and Montana during the winter.
3: Yeah, it's a great name. It invokes it invokes, I think, the right image, you know, sort of a, a ruggedness and oil and gas and open skies. I mean a little bit of everything.
0: Montana in the winter, that's Hey, we know all about winter. I know that's usually you go you go to the Austin. Yeah, to get away from the winter, to get away, and then during the summer you enjoy the the. the you Montana. know, I might have accidentally flipped
2: it. You're, you might actually be right. No, that's okay. because I mean,
0: trust me, it's beautiful in the winter time, but um, you know, a lot, there's just a lot of snow. <laughs> it's all. It's just, yeah. Excuse me, I have well, a coffee. Well, we experienced
2: though. quite a bit of that here in in <laughs> Texas as well recently, so we know how that goes now.
0: Now, where are you located?
2: I'm headquartered out of San Antonio.
0: Okay, and let's transition to that San Antonio Pipeliners for just a second. Now, you were the past president, and what type of uh, organization is this? And you know, what what uh, do you guys you know network with other pipeliners? Just talk about this a little bit.
2: Well, actually, I'm the past president of the Women's Energy Network. Oh,
0: my bad. I got my notes mixed up. My apologies.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I do all of the digital content for the San Antonio so Anything that you see coming um, from the website or email is um, designed by me. I also do a lot of um, help on the design side and helping them to um, create graphics and promotional items. Um... And then also just involved in all of the events because I really have a very big passion for networking and meeting new people. It goes along really well with my career as well. But just in general, I'm a very outgoing, um, friendly person, and I love making new friends. So I really enjoy that about SAPA. SAPA is the San Antonio Pipeliners Association. Um, Their purpose is to provide an opportunity for networking within the energy industry um, they have members that span um, multiple segments within the midstream sector. and really, really great people. They have um, an, a monthly luncheon and also some larger fundraising events like um, the annual midstream classic golf tournament and they have the clay shoot um, and a saltwater um, fishing tournament. so, They do multiple events to raise money for their 501c3 um, arm, which is the Midstream America Scholarship Fund. Um, So, in addition to the networking opportunities, you can also utilize your opportunities to network as well as um, help students in the STEM areas. So, I really love the, the goal of this organization. It goes right along with what I enjoy doing. And they're a really, really great group of people.
0: Looks like the next meeting is March 11th at the Embassy Suites San Antonio Landmark, 11 o'clock. That's March 11th. And then uh, the Midstream Golf Open is April 2nd at the Hyatt Hill Country Club. Is that in uh, San Antonio? Yes, both okay. are in San Antonio. Um, so
2: the Midstream um, open golf tournament is actually sold out oh. in
3: advance. We're super
0: excited
2: about That's that. That's
3: awesome. That's a good sign.
0: I didn't mean to tease you, folks. I was just <laughs> reading their next events. Well, to maybe try you to can
3: scalp a ticket somehow.
0: Get some people to mark their calendars. <laughs> well, listen to all the people scratching out. Uh, no, okay. Well, it's great that it's sold out. I mean, a lot of people were certainly itching to get back out there, and uh, the. What is the golf thing then? Is it uh, is is it uh, c- c- for a fundraiser or is it for the event or, I mean, for the for Sapa, S A P A?
1: Yes,
2: yes. Um, so the Midstream Open is actually a fundraiser through the Midstream America Scholarship Fund. Ah. Um, the proceeds are used for scholarships. So Sapa gives quite a bit um, back to the students uh, and works with universities that offer um, STEM tracks. Specifically, in um, they, they try to find um, programs that are focused on oil and gas career um, trajectories. So they, they really use these opportunities to give people a chance to get out of the office, have some fun, um, and do a really great thing helping out students.
3: You know, I'd never heard of, or I guess I wasn't aware of of, of scholarships that were that were out there. Uh, you know, for people that were going into oil and gas into that industry, I was just kind of curious: is is Sapa one of the few that's actually out there doing it?
2: Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly know uh, the extent to how many are available, but I do think that generally the associations like Sapa try to. Um, include that in their offerings. You know, it, it's not only great for um, for them to promote that from a, you know, perception perspective about how the industry is giving back, um, but also it allows them to kind of inspire and meet the the new wave and the new generations coming into the industry as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I imagine with the Austin, Montana project, too, that, uh, you know, with COVID, with with everything that's gone on in in Texas and oil and gas in general over the last 12 months or so, that you've probably some interesting challenges for your clients.
2: Yeah, it it definitely has been um, a unique time. We've had to kind of think outside the box on how to be strategic for our clients. And for ourselves, and even within the organizations that I'm a part of as well, they've had to rethink their strategies on how to engage. Um, I think I think right now everybody is kind of trying to figure out what is the best way to engage, network, and and move forward with what still has to be done. You know, sales still have to happen. Projects still need to happen. Oil and gas needs to keep going. Um so it's, it's all of us are just trying to, to figure out how do we best go forward with, with what we are given at the moment. And, and I'm finding that people are pretty open still to um, virtual meetings, certainly. I've, I've done quite a few. I feel like I've become a Zoom uh, and Teams expert
0: <laughs> Not bad. now. Um,
2: but, you know, even even the occasional in-person meeting, as long as it's kept small and safe, um, I'm finding that most people are still agreeable to meeting. Um, if it's beneficial to them for, you
1: know, business development purposes.
3: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm finding out, to be honest, Mm. and I'm not trying to be cynical here. I'm (laughs) trying to be... uh, (laughs) It'll just happen naturally. Yeah, you know, I like to do esoteric energy, right? Right. Where we take a step back and and really take an esoteric approach Mm. to this. I said it a long time ago, and I still believe this, that what's going on is that people are realizing they're having to work twice as hard three times as hard or four times as hard to make half as much money right now and so what they're doing is they're figuring out how to best time manage so maybe these zoom meetings are the better way to go instead of driving 200 miles to do an in-person type of a thing. you know what i mean they're trying to really figure out how to take that four times as much work down to what they used to work before and so there's a little bit of an internal chemistry set going on ah. within people's life well, Oh, everybody's life is different. I mean, me, I've got a home, you know, I've got a distance learning kid that I've got to interject with during the day because there's a whole new grading system now and yep there's all these new policy things and I got to intertwine that with my regular day-to-day business. It's remote for them, more
3: hands-on for you. Yeah.
0: So I don't, I'm not sure what your thought is on that, Lauren, but that's just been my kind of my observation that people are trying to figure out their time management and what works best for them. If that makes sense.
2: I I couldn't agree more. I think that we are kind of invigorating the industry to think outside the box in new ways. Um, I've been a stay at home person. I've worked from home for years and years. So this was actually no different for me. I never, uh, well, I mean, for many years, I haven't been in an office space. So it was really not that much of a change. Distance learning with my son was certainly an interesting addition to my day.
0: Um, <laughs> well, it's totally different than the but, UPS guy dropping by. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I oh, mean, it's, you, it's it, a,
1: yeah. a jungle.
0: Right, and you know some people are learning that they got to put their dogs in the kennel, and you know get on a conference call because you know if the neighbor down the street walks his dog, their dog will bark, and all of a sudden you've got an interrupt. Just little idiosyncrasies like that. People are really trying to figure out because that can totally disrupt your whole day. Just something simple like what? that, and all of a sudden your boss yells at you because you should get your dog out of there, and all yeah, just. But um, well, I, I hope do- your boss
1: doesn't
0: yell at you. No, no. <laughs> Well, my dog does. Yeah, that's my boss. My- I don't know.
3: Maybe we've all gotten a little bit more casual because of that. You know, sure. It's accepting the fact that yeah, there's going to be kids bursting in. There's going to be dogs barking. There's going to be uh, you know mothers that need to
0: feed the kids. You know that kind of stuff. Well, and people it, it are happens. getting in trouble because they got pictures of things in the background. Yeah. They should. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's just <laughs> it's an evolution and an adaption of of the way we work and the way we we do things. That's all. It and is. so. Uh, I did want to ask you about uh, the Women's Energy Network. Now, this I know. I, now, this, you were the past president of the South Texas chapter. Is that correct? Did I write South Texas chapter down right? Yes. All right. <laughs> only, only got one wrong. No, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's hey, I'm good, having man. a good morning that's a now. passing grade. <laughs> so talk to me about the uh, Women's Energy Network of South Texas and just kind of you know some of the good things that you guys are doing down there.
2: Uh, so, when is the um, Women's Energy Network? It was started out of Houston, actually, but it has grown um, exponentially. It's it's been around in, since the beginning of the nineteen nineties, so it's it's got a long history. Um, this organization is focused again on networking, but in addition to that, also fostering um, opportunities for development, um, leadership growth, skills growth. Um, And so there's a kind of a social aspect and there's also a personal development and leadership and uh, development side as well, which I personally really enjoy. I have had the opportunity to view some really amazing speakers and attend some really awesome events um, and really improve on myself and and be the best uh, professional, the best person, the best female, the best leader I can be. And so I really enjoy that. Um, And when South Texas is um, the chapter encompasses San Antonio as well as um, down to the Gulf Coast, so it's a fairly large. That's a big area. Um, yeah, geographical land that we that we cover, and so there's the the side of Corpus, the the Gulf Coast area kind of has their um, event track, and then the San Antonio market has their own event track. Um, so they are just try to provide opportunities to network, to grow, to learn, um, and to mentor. They do a lot of mentoring as well. Um, under my presidency in 2020, it was an interesting presidency because of all of the plans that we have for in-person events were no longer viable um, due to COVID. So we, we had to ch- switch gears pretty quickly and went virtual. It was a learning process. For sure, but it was actually really good for the organization. It kind of opened the horizons, you know. Whereas before we were focused on where could we get speakers in this room, now we're realizing we can get speakers from anywhere in the world to attend our events and give a virtual speech and inspire women um, to to be in the industry, to feel proud of themselves in the industry, um, and and we also have male members as well. It's not just a female organization. The goal really is to um, promote diversity and, and inclusion in the industry and promote how, um, a diverse workforce in the energy industry is the best thing for the
1: energy industry.
0: Do you have anybody that, uh, helped you along the way or you, you know, kind of mentored you or just impacted you and, you know, it could be anybody from your mother to a teacher to a, you know, a boss, anybody like that. Is there anybody that, you know, kind of really helped shape you to who you are today?
2: Uh, I I actually think quite a few people did. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, my mother. She inspired me to go into the oil and gas industry. She's also involved in the industry. And so, um, you know, she kind of led me onto this path that I I very much enjoy. Um, But also in addition to that, um, the ladies at Wynn who came before me and kind of built me up to be the president in 2020, and gave me that opportunity and and made me feel empowered. Um, that was very special to me. And, and the leadership that I was under before my presidency, those those ladies um, were were tremendous in in shaping me. Uh, my current employer, uh, they're amazing. Both um, owners are just really really empowering, um, and and kind of give me the flexibility to. Be what I think I need to be, and do what I think I need to do, and lead in the way that I feel I need to lead. Um, so I really appreciate them as well. Um, and lastly, there's uh, there's there's just so many people from from my career over time that have just been so helpful. But one person in particular I need to mention, Omar Garcia, has just been a really great champion for energy, for um, organizations, for his um, his. Uh, company which is the port of Corpus Christi they he has been instrumental in in giving me opportunities to try new things to see new opportunities and, and has really been a mentor in just helping me you know make the best decisions based on using his um, experience as a sound board so that's been very great for me
0: how about for the women out there that are entering the industry or maybe even thinking about leaving the industry. Boy, never thought of that until right now, too. Um, just, you know, what, what kind of message you have for people out there? Because, well, it's right now, you know, a lot of crossroads, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, the presidential executive orders or renewables, whatever it might be, a lot of crossroads in people's lives. And, you know, crossroads are pretty universal no matter what what you're dealing with so um is is there anything that kind of you know led you to where you're at today that you looked at you know overcoming adversity or just kind of uh choosing the uh, crossroads that you did
2: you know i i have a belief that people should you know follow their own best interest of course um but try to be try to remain positive, even in times of adversity. Um, I think it's easy to get caught up in what the what ifs um, with the current administration, with COVID, with changes to the industry um, and oil prices. There's a lot of questions for many people um, within the industry. And I think many people are questioning whether or not they have stability here, but my my way of thinking is that oil and gas has been around for many, many, many years longer on this earth than I have been, for <laughs> sure. And it's really not going to go anywhere. You know, it may take um, some time to rebound, but I do really believe that the the um, the horizon is bright for energy, and so. I would I would tell people, if I were speaking to, let's say, a college student that's looking at energy as their career path or somebody that's a, 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 a person in, in energy right now and they're trying to, to decide where they go in the crossroads, they need to do what is best for them and their family, first and foremost, um, but if they feel that staying in energy or going into energy is in their best interest, I think do it um, and have, have a little faith, be confident, uh, be positive. Don't let the negativity that surrounds, you know, the the politics and the current environment with, um, with this pandemic. Don't let that stop you from following what it is you really want to do and what you think is in your best interest. Just, you know, follow your path and stay true to what you really love doing.
0: You know, that's one of the reasons why we ended up go- doing a daily show here is so that there's a daily platform for voices like yours, because I just started writing down as you were talking, you know, th- the truth is oil and gas is changing. You know, we just had a story yesterday. Shell is talking about the different, you know, whatever, uh, you know, uh, a decrease in production that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, 1% to 2% annually. It's not going, going away. It's not going away, but it's changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... My, what I wrote down is take control of the conversation or be controlled by the conversation. Yeah. So one of the reasons wow. we went to a daily platform is so we can take control of the conversation. So we can have a variety of voices talking about essentially the same passion, you know, and that's how we get control of the conversation again, to let, you know, humanize the industry and mm-hmm. let people know that, you know, it's not just a light switch. It's, it's these people behind the light switch that are making this thing work. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, Lauren, thank you for that because I, I, you inspired me to write that down as you were talking. So I'm not sure what exactly you did say, but you said something. So thank you. Ha! <laughs> so.
2: Oh yeah, of course. You know, I, I love advocating for the energy industry and it's so important that everybody in the industry, if, if you're proud to be in the industry, be proud and don't be ashamed to have that pride because it is, it is essential. Oh, like that's, that's the word we keep hearing right now: essential, essential. workers, essential industries. This is essential. Absolutely. We are essential as energy people. We are essential. This industry is essential, and and it's good to to feel proud about
0: that. And that's what it was. That's what we see. At the, we're always trying to look ahead and be proactive at the crude life. And for the last year, you know, we've really gotten on the same page. A lot of oil and gas people that mm-hmm. it ain't going anywhere. You know, because ninety six percent of what we use on a daily basis, okay. Is used oil and gas. And then when you look at the PPE revolution, this whole plastic everywhere and sanitation everywhere, that only increases the demand and the reliance on uh, petrochemicals and fossil fuels. So it, we all know it ain't going anywhere, yeah. but it is changing. And so when I look at that, you know, we do need to take control of the conversation because there is a different conversation happening. So if we take control of it again, by having daily conversations like this and highlighting women owned businesses. Yesterday, we had the the women owned business on, you know, yeah. and today we got the Women Energy Network on. So we're showing that the energy industry is more than just, you know, a bun- bunch of slinging roughnecks out there. Well, what's fascinating to me with, with to everyone town.
3: we've interviewed, Lauren and everyone else, is that they're not, they don't just have one job. They're also networked and volunteering for several other organizations or they're mentoring. I mean, it's, you know it's not just a one and done and you go home for the day it sounds you know most of the people we've talked to it's it's every part of their life you know mm-hmm. talk about finding something that you like doing and and you can make money like we did earlier that's that seems like passion to me yes,
0: let's let, let's get back to your uh, how you make money lauren <laughs> let's you know we we always got to we we always got to end with plugging yes. the business and do you and, have any
3: extra that we can have
0: yes exactly <laughs> we got to start with that <laughs> so no uh you know One of the questions I do like to ask people in the oil and gas industry is is a specific one. You know, who is your customer? Mm -hmm. Because for some people, it's all the above. You know, it's X, Y, Z. For others, it's somewhere some weird obscure it's a niche somewhere down the supply chain like you know, seriously how many customers can a frack sand person have you know uh, the, <laughs> outside
3: of the, the frac sand uh, yeah
0: the guy that's doing the filtration for the frac sand don't know, maybe I mean, playgrounds ex- so or the six hundred thousand dollar <laughs> generator that can only be used in wet gas shale plays right. okay how many customers does that guy seriously have so we always like to ask who's the customer and also um, you know, what it is you do and how you can help them. So um, there you go. Who's your customer and how can you help them?
2: So we have a diverse clientele and we can represent basically any company as long as we don't have that conflict that I mentioned before um, already within our portfolio. Um, but what we do is uh, we, we typically find that it's companies that don't have um, a robust internal BD staff um and they need help to either do the BD or they need help you know rerouting what is being done it's not being effective and so they want some help there um so we we can have clients from across the industry from different sectors and even outside of energy we get construction um clients are interested in 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 things that have nothing to do with energy so it's really not just energy that we focus on however that is our kind of um main, um, sector that we're working with predominantly. Um, but I I have a client, um, just in time. They do, they do rentals, including portable restrooms, um, washing stations and, you know, lighting, fencing, water systems, things like that. So it's not necessarily only going to be, you know, a, an oil and gas service provider. This is a a site, a site provider. So it's an interesting mix that we have within the Austin Montana project. Um, and what we're able to do is help them to just grow um, beyond what, they're, what they are. We give them an, a look at their industry, a look at their market, help them to figure out some new opportunities that they might not have recognized before, and really just go and knock on those doors, make those virtual meetings, um, take trips wherever we can to do networking, and, and help them to find those new potential customers.
0: Anything we left out? Anything you uh, want to make sure that uh, we mention?
2: Um, well, I, again, aside from the Austin Montana Project, I just love my the two organizations that I work with. Um, uh, regarding when, uh, if you're interested in being involved as a member, as a sponsor, I would encourage you to go and look up WEN South Texas. It's a great group of ladies and gentlemen. We have some male members as well. <laughs> Um, and we have an upcoming event, actually in conjunction with Sapa. They tend to work together once a year at an annual event. And we just are going to be announcing that our next event um, for when will be um, co-hosted with Sapa, and it's about inspiring women. Um, that event is going to be on April eighth, and that's going to be at the same hotel uh, as the March. Uh, Sapa luncheon, The Landmark, um, and we have three speakers that are very inspiring from the San Antonio area, so I would encourage everybody to look into that, look at Sapa. They have those monthly luncheons that are really great. I'd love to meet you at one. I, I come to almost every single one. I come to as many as I possibly can um, because I just enjoy the opportunity to meet the people. I'd love to meet everybody listening to And
3: um, yeah, Awesome.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on, and we'll have to be make sure we talk down the road. Of course, if you have any events that you need uh, help getting the word out, feel free to lean on us here, okay? Oh, I appreciate
1: that.
0: I certainly will. Yes, you know the waves like
1: you know your skin. Feel them flowing over you again. You know the waves like you know your skin. Feel them flowing over you again. You know He drove me crazy. Between the ocean and your skin